0: so unpredictable, here on the SNL Network.
1: Yes, that is right. Welcome (laughs) on in to the Saturday Night Network for another edition of our Hot Take Show, coming to you live immediately after the Dakota Johnson and Justin Timberlake episode of Saturday Night Live. My name is John Schneider from the SNN. So great to be staying up late with you to break down everything we saw from episode 10 of season 49. We have some great guests with us tonight and some wonderful people in the chat who are so excited to talk about this episode. So let's get going. First up is our man from That Week in SNL. It is Andrew Dick. Andrew, how are you?
0: I'm doing well. Um glad to be back uh for the first 2024 Saturday night network episode. Huzzah. Or yes. for me at
1: least. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, very happy to have you back on. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of fun tonight and you know it is always a great time when we have this guy on. It is TJ Randolph. TJ, how are ya?
2: John I am I'm as jumbled as this episode was honestly um listeners dear listeners I'm having some voice issues uh TJ's a bit a bit unwell but he's happy to be here and uh glad to be recording it uh second episode of SNL I mean you know just glad to be able to watch it even if it was it was an episode it, 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 it was, th- yeah thank you Andrew it was an episode <laughs> you can't of you can take that away from it yes no we get, it was produced It was made, recorded, edited, it was All loved by love. some. There
1: was moments that were loved by some. So well,
2: you know, uh, love is a word that goes around for a those lot of moments.
1: things. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> I can't wait to celebrate these moments with you. Yeah, let's celebrate let's, these uh, moments. We come to a place like this. Okay, I just want to put it. I
1: just want to put it there. So uh, you know, obviously, we 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 talk in the pre-show a little bit. So I, I did say to Andrew before the show starts tonight. I was like, Andrew, just let me have this one. Just just do it for me. <laughs> just <laughs> John danced. <laughs> John got up and danced. I was dancing. I was having fun. Like this was. This is guys. Come on, like, this is, this is uh, my stuff. Anyways, we'll, we'll get into it. I'm excited. Oh, but, yes, uh, I keep
2: thinking about the JT element, but, like, mm-hmm. we'll get into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 But I right, right. just want to say off, off the top, I loved the songs. I, like, I, yeah. I was like, should I get into Justin Timberlake? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, the was one of my favorite things, but I really enjoyed it. I, I like <laughs> pop. I do, and I, I really I enjoy what he did.
1: Yes, yes. Well, uh, we'll talk about it when we get there. Uh, we'll just get uh, TJ and my comments on that one when we get there. But
2: uh, <laughs> we'll get into it
1: in just a little bit. Okay. Well, uh, we're not just here to talk about JT. Obviously, Dakota Johnson hosting for the second time, coming back for the first time in a very long time. I don't think anybody had Dakota Johnson on their bingo board as somebody that was going to host the season. And then, uh, nope. was, Yeah. And then she was announced. She's coming back. Uh, first episode that she hosted about 10 years ago, um, you know, a little bit. You know, uh, interesting, weird timing, right after SNL 40, she addressed that in the monologue, and, uh, you know, I was curious to see how she would do tonight. So I guess we'll talk about the legacy of Dakota Johnson as it relates to SNL a little bit more throughout the week. But just for hot takes immediately after the episode tonight, Andrew Dick, what is your headline from the evening?
0: Uh ooh. Uh, Well, okay, I mean establishing you know for me uh people uh you know don't know or haven't heard the jacob lordy episode was was trash you know i'm also within that that uh thinking of of that episode and so this was just barely a step up for me uh and i really do kind of wonder <laughs> where the show is going right now it has not been a great season and these two episodes back to back Really does make me wonder like what 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 exactly are we doing here <laughs> like what what is happening? We're not really cooking uh and so i'm I'm getting a little perturbed again, uh especially since like I was just thinking it's like a year ago, I thought they were cooking hard, like you know we were coming off like a string of like six to eight really like pretty solid episodes, and now, like this season, I'm like, what's happening like what happened?
1: yeah where did
0: all the energy go
1: no no doubt we got some more inconsistency with the general vibe of the season um i would say like uh you know you said this is a little bit of a step up from last week to me this is like a huge step up from last week it doesn't you know put it in i I wouldn't say that this was an all-time great episode it wasn't maybe it wasn't even a, a great episode in comparison to some of the other eras of the show but there was moments here that i felt were pretty good and i'm excited to talk about them tj how are you feeling about tonight what is your headline from tonight
2: before I answer that question, I just need to know something, John. And this is related. What is the name of when you? Because you're a DJ. What is the name of that thing where like sound, like you can see sound waves go up and down, like um, like when you're like like they can see sound go like up EQing, and down. EQing, you know, like setting like equalizing. Like well, the, so it's called and, a wa- it's
1: called a wavelength. So you're like, um, but yes, but I don't, I don't know if there's a specific term for you know. A wavelength.
2: For the, because okay, that up and down motion is how I felt about this episode. I felt like there was a couple times when I was like, I was like, man, this is like, really, it's not hitting for me. And I'm like, what? Like, what What are you doing? And then I was like, oh, I'm having some fun here. And like, this is, I'm having a good time. But my my hot take for this, honestly, and this is going to be harsh, but um, Dakota Johnson is an ensemble based actress that does not belong leading anything. Um, I have there are far better actors and actresses that could helm this. So the fact that she came back for a second SNL hosting, I was like, why? And then I felt like, you know what, she's hosting. Like, I'm just a nobody. So like her hosting is like, I'm still gonna watch this episode regardless. She's still gonna make money. So I'm here. I'm gonna I'm gonna see. And she can always prove me wrong. And so there was some stuff where it worked. But then I felt like the show disrespected her a couple of times in a sketch and put her in that ensemble thing. This is an actress that, while I'm not a fan of her, she has been placed in leading roles and has worked plenty of times. And so, for me, it's like, Nepo Baby stuff aside, like, you should have given her more room. And I felt like the show didn't do that. And it's weird for a second-time host. And so, I was like, Why are you Hmm. having her in the background? Like why like what do you Well, I mean, I'll make this
0: point. I mean, I think the Jacob Alordi episode failed because they put him as the main focus of so many sketches. The only idea they had was he's hot. If if they come in and like Dakota is just simply not that adept at this, then yes, put her to the side. Like, you know, yeah, still have her in there. Don't make her the focus. So that that is the tact
1: I believe they should take.
0: It just no, the host just doesn't need to like just Guys, let's, let's continue the this
1: discussion through the sketches because okay. I definitely I don't want to you know I want to make sure we can get to everything. I know everyone's That's in the chat is excited to talk That's about okay. the specific parts of the night, but uh yeah, I agree. I think look, I think Dakota has quirky energy and i think it's hard to write for someone who's as quirky as dakota um so i I think that that is maybe some of the struggle here uh i do think it worked in certain instances better than others but i would agree very much with what tj said where i did feel like the night was very up and down for me where i would go from like huge highs to like (sighs) you know and that's that's that is tough (laughs) you know like I, i it's tough to watch as an snl fan to walk away and then especially to podcast after to know really how to how to feel about the episode. So I'm hoping we could sort of talk through that all together tonight, and then we'll be able to give our rating at the end of the night. So, chat, let's get into our cold open from tonight. We want to see your thoughts in the chat as we talk through the NFL on CBS cold open. So we are in the championship week for the AFC and the NFC. Tomorrow, we have uh, the AFC championship on CBS, and this time we get the comedy pairing of J.A.J. J. and Andrew Dismukes together again, playing gymnasts and Tony Romo, and uh, they also have the, I guess, the halftime and the pregame crew. Uh, Keenan as James Brown, Michael Longfellow as Phil Simms, Mikey as Bill Cower, and Devin as Nate Burleson. Uh, we get an appearance of Molly as Andy Reid, and Heidi as Tracy Wolfson as well. Uh, they discuss, you know, a couple things. One is, it's the last real day of football for football fans. I could definitely relate to that. Sometimes the championship day is better than the Super Bowl. And uh, yeah, they also then sing and get emotional together. So, um, Andrew, how do you feel about our Cold Open today?
0: Uh a little bit of a mess. Uh, I did like it opening up with, uh, you know, Andrew and James. I, I felt like, uh, you know, that pairing is still strong and I, I, it was a good setup for it. And then when we started getting into everybody else, like, I, I just don't really feel like there was much escalation, much adding to the joke. Uh, and then, I mean, Bursting out in the song is one of the worst crutches a cold open can ever have. And it seemed like it was almost added last minute. Nobody seemed to be on the same page. Uh, Half of the cast didn't even seem like they knew the song. (laughs) So it got very messy by the end. Uh, And I mean, yeah, it wasn't another Trump thing. It wasn't political. So like small props for that. But um, yeah, uh, not not much here. I've already basically forgotten most of it.
1: Yeah, I. My understanding is that uh, like you know there was definitely some changes to this, some cuts from between dress and air, and that could possibly lead to some sloppiness with putting it all together on the live show. DJ, how'd you feel about our cold open tonight?
2: Um, it was really hard for me not to see it through my like sport hating eyes. Um, but like <laughs> putting that aside, I, I was like, okay, how would I feel like if? super smash brothers was seasonal like i don't know like how would i feel like i'd be sad i like i'd be like oh wait okay i can equate it to when snl is, is over i'm sad and i want it to come back and it's like what do i do until then like, play, play well so this the play
1: this for. would be the comparison tj it would be no no i if- just
2: no that comparison like i just described works for me of like this is something people okay. care about and it goes away and i'm like okay they're trying to figure out they're getting all existential it's like when like abbott elementary was gone and so the CU again thing I thought was like a cute nod. Like I was like, oh, that's kind of fun and silly, but like I I get the thought that they were going with it, but I had I think I had too many questions. Like, I don't know what the heck a Pro Bowl is. So it was a little hard for me to connect <laughs> like the with the All Star game sketch. Um <laughs> what's an all-star game? Like what, what what is that? Like
1: what, uh, when, the, it's when the best Yeah, like when all the yeah. best players like they'll play together I mean, this, in a game. Is it
2: what it says on the tin. Yeah. Oh, this makes me miss Kobe Bryant. Um <laughs> but like i'm, I'm not even joking i'm being dead serious um but I'll, I'll be, it's like super was, smash brothers this, they're all there for the provo <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm gonna say this yeah, was the ahead. start of the down note this was like again this episode did this and it was almost sketch for sketch um so i just yeah i i don't know i wasn't having fun with this honestly Okay, I I
1: was having fun with this because like, again, I'm a big sports guy. So for me, it was very Mm -hmm. exciting. I was like looking forward to what they were doing with this. And they called out something that is like actually a very big deal for NFL fans, which is that as soon as you get to Super Bowl weekend, NFL is watched or the football game is watched by like millions of people that have not watched one second of football throughout the entire year so it's like tomorrow is our day and the Mm. super bowl is like everybody else's day so i think the premise here that they had with the guys like the halftime crew where they're all sort of like getting upset and annoyed about like their date their their season coming to an end tomorrow, even though the football season isn't, is actually a great concept for a cold open. I think it gets yeah. muddied with them getting emotional and all singing and trying to do this group live from New York thing. So I, I just think that like they, they did have something good going on here. It, to me, the analogy I was going to make would be like when everyone we know is going to watch SNL 50 and they start commenting on sketches from SNL 50 and we're like, well, that's not like, you know, like we, we <laughs> watch week to week. Like that's yeah, what it yeah, is, yeah. right? So oh, yeah, I, yeah. So I thought this this was actually like a pretty decent cold open um, and, and a nice change of pace from the political cold opens that we've been getting. So for me, um, I thought this was a pretty solid way to start the show.
2: I can also compliment, like, John, thank you for elaborating on that because I can compliment the concept. I, I like yeah. the concept of like where it kind of was coming from. I just think I was an audience member that it's harder to connect with. But like, I love your analogy you just made because I'm like, there's so many things that are like seasonal like that, where it's like. Yeah, no, so that makes complete sense. So my like, I do wish they kind of had broadened
0: it into other uh, elements, other arenas that other people yeah. would understand. Yeah,
2: but I can yeah. see why it could hit. Like, I, I, it, yeah. it, it makes sense as why it can land for some people. I, I get that
1: all right let's talk about a monologue tonight so dakota johnson comes out she does mention her big moment that she had during snl 40 so it is a snl trope that during these anniversary shows the 15th to 25th and the 40th that they always have the person who's going to be hosting the next show i think uh jerry seinfeld did this previously um and maybe bruce willis if i remember correctly chat you can correct me on that but yeah they always uh they come out and then they you know during the show and they're like i'm going to be hosting the next episode do you have any advice for me so we got that during the q a segment with jerry seinfeld uh during snl 40 of Go to Johnson no. And uh, there's this like fun moment where they go back and they look at uh, the picture and like who was sitting around there. And obviously like these anniversary shows are crazy with like who's sitting in the audience and it's such a, like a moment in time type of thing. So we do get some jokes here about uh, Trump and, and Taylor. Um, she will talk about her new movie, Madam Web and also get a very cute video for seven years old with her dad, Don Johnson on the red carpet while she's making some faces. <laughs> so that was like that cute, like DiCenzo Nordwyn moment of, you know, we're gonna go back and look at this person mm-hmm. uh, back when they're younger. And then uh, Justin Timberlake comes out and we do get like this you know back and forth with uh dakota and jt uh they have their reunion from the social network and uh of course we have like some fun jt in the background about how he's hosted five times but this is your show this is your show and uh jimmy walks on and does a little Barry Gibb, uh preview as well so uh tj what do you think of our monologue tonight
2: so this is this is where we were up this is where the wavelength was going up um let me get the negative out into the positive negative i felt like this was the first instance of kind of disrespecting Dakota a little bit because like we all love JT so like hold on let me also just parse it with this I know apparently Britney Spears says some stuff about him in her book from what I can tell nothing seemed criminal but maybe some stuff that was dickish so from what I can tell this doesn't really impact how I felt about JT at all I know John's a bigger fan and so I know you were just happy to see him John I was I was happy for I was happy for John seeing JT like i've been at um, adjusting Justin like for like since like back yeah, when he yeah. was
1: in I take like this is like a it's a big deal for me like about yeah, you exactly. know here here tonight we're we're talking about JT on SNL we're not oh not yeah. that. yeah and yeah. so
2: look so like seeing JT so when i saw him pop up it made me think about john and how like fun this was and like how <laughs> how much fun i've had watching JT in like SNL so it, to have them the you know it's always there's always plenty of cameos in the monologue but to have the the musical guest cameo in the monologue i think it's something we rarely see But what it felt like the negative before the positive, what it felt like was like when what it felt like was when they had Miley musical guest when Elon was going to host. It felt like we're bringing you in to back up to like play backup host. And Mm -hmm. so it just felt weird to share a half the monologue. Like, yes, we got this little cute video, but I'm like, Dakota's hosted before. Like, I get it if it's a first timer. But, like, something about the energy felt really weird. But then, to be honest, like, switching to the positive, I did enjoy it. Like, I liked Justin coming out. But because to be honest, I would want to see Justin more. It's um, mm. what it reminded me of, like, okay, what well, like, again, the second week <laughs> in a row John? this year, we're, like, the, <laughs> the second week in a row here, like, it would have been, like, as much as I like Jacob Elordi and he's a good actor, let's be honest, we all would have rather seen Renee rap last week. Why didn't we have <laughs> J.P.? <Jay laughs> right, I don't week? think
0: she was any better. <laughs>
2: Um, I would have rather seen her host. Yeah, like, I think that was like um, general. Concern. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I mean. No, I'm I'm not joking. But like, what I'm trying to say is, so then to have Jimmy Fallon come out, I felt like, did we even need Dakota to be here? Like, why is she even here if you're just gonna bring out Jimmy and Justin? Because that, and I was like, granted to be honest, also another positive. Did anybody else hope for a second that maybe Andy Sandberg would show up? Um, you know, in our oh, dreams, of course, in our course. dreams. But oh my, like no. just just thinking about it, hundred <laughs> percent. Speaking F-O. of yourself, Andrew, everyone was thinking of yourself, that. yeah. um but like to have jimmy come out in the barry gibb i'll be honest if they would have just kept that as a cameo i still think it would have like just worked i thought it was like quick fun bring it out i'm not even a barry gibb fan but i'm like because i'm not a fan having just a visual and coming in and out just reminded me of something that made me smile so like it was a feel good so like it it definitely went up like uh, my mood was boosted during the monologue
1: yeah, hmm. my mood was boosted, and let me just say, like, I I know that like Jimmy and Justin together, like, it's not for everybody. Uh, for me, like, like the vibe and the bromance, like, it it does work for me. Um, but I'll just like be, I'm just gonna be as fair as I possibly can and say, like, I hated that they threw Jimmy Fallon into the monologue tonight. Yeah, just just I'm just like I this really is am. this is how you know that like John is just trying to be objective here. Um, as much as I <laughs> enjoy seeing them together, like, like their opening to SNL 40 is to me, like one of the, one of my favorite things that's ever happened, like in connection to the show, but like, um, seeing them together to me completely like undercut the like pleasant surprise of what I got yeah. later with Barry Gibb talk show. Like it was completely yeah. unnecessary. So, um, th- that to me was like,
0: I, I felt like that was just like d- 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 telling the audience, like stay tuned. Jimmy's in the building though, please. Right. And temper Timberlake.
1: Yes. And, and like, for somebody who who like looked forward to that and loved it, um, I didn't need it. Like I was fine with mm. them showing up later and doing the sketch that I like thought they might do. Um, so I, I just want to be fair to that. But but you know before that, JT and Dakota together i thought were really fun like i just thought the vibe and the dynamic in the monologue was super high energy was really fun and like i thought that jt was like was great working off of her so i do think that not only does the jimmy moment undercut it but also takes away further from dakota so for me that was not as good as i'd like andrew how do you feel about the monologue
2: overall
0: yeah i mean i i was kind of uh digging it you know in the first chunk uh kind of going back to uh what we've lost from the monologues where it is a monologue and we just talk about uh dakota and you know i i thought it was interesting that she brought up like you know i was the first episode after the the 40th anniversary and all that and i was like oh, hey like you know fun little bits of uh snl trivia there um and then justin coming out i i just i don't know i <sighs> <laughs> I don't know how salty I should get about Justin. Do my it! Man, Say it! My man seems dead inside. He looks haunted by <laughs> demons and does not have the energy, the carefree energy of the Justin Timberlake we think we're seeing. Uh, and so he came out, and like that's when the mood died for
1: me. Oh, my gosh.
0: Uh, yes, absolutely. And then then we bring out Jimmy Fallon to you know basically you know just like hey we're gonna do the bgs later i guess or maybe not i don't know i actually kind of wish they just you know kept it at uh you know we're not gonna do the bg
1: thing can i can I ask and- you something uh was christopher walken so alive inside when he came out for the cold open a few months ago
0: no that wasn't good either yeah, was, <laughs> okay
1: because like on yeah he's a, he a
2: little stiff there <laughs> but that's what, I'm, that's what i'm saying it's, <laughs> that's it's like not
1: good but we're talking like okay like beyond I, I this is probably a not a discussion for tonight but beyond like the big four like of, of hosts in snl history um you know baldwin martin hanks and goodman like i, I think like jt's in that next tier of like snl legendary hosts but we need and, to stop we need yeah. to stop leaning on that i know we're we're but nearing why? The fifth why do we have season? to stop
0: because they're all dying but <laughs> they they're not dead the energy it's that you think they have anymore
1: they're not dead they're still around like he, this is a guy for for what it's worth like as is look i know uh i know our audience like i know a lot of you watch snl episodes old episodes <laughs> on a regular basis justin timberlake has not been on saturday night live in 10 years to get him back and to put him out there is a big freaking deal so i i totally disagree with this take
2: i i will also add gentlemen uh andrew i see what you mean about the dead inside but then when he performed i felt like he woke he was awake like i feel like he was completely like alive i will also say let's remember mm. it's been 10 years this brother's in his 40s now the, 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 you know the spryness of his 30s is gone gentlemen this man has seen some things and he probably has a you know his back probably hurts when he wakes up so, remember, he's 40, so I'm, I'm going to give him some things. So, actually, you know what's so funny? I was watching it with Heather, Um, and when he started performing, I was like, oh, my goodness, I can't, this brother's 40, but he's, you know what? He's, he's still doing it. And like, So, like, it is crazy to think about, like, how long his career, like, th- his age did pop in my head, but, like, right. I thought that hauntingness was on purpose, because he's like, isn't he supposed to be playing, like, oh, my God, I'm on TV again? Like, I thought. I thought it was kinda of that. So to be honest, it was, also, it was also, he had was, the cool.
0: same thing in the promos, like the on on like watch on Saturday, a it was, you know. All right. Well, uh, let's keep, let's keep going Sarah with I Sarah, one, one like, question, John. I have one question it. for
2: you. Yes, T.J. John, yes. would you have hated Jimmy's cameo <laughs> if they instead kept it as that quick cameo and didn't do Barry Gibbs? Because I didn't like. I hate I, that. I, I uh,
1: do yeah. Do either. Do either. Look, <laughs> first of all, like, look, mm-hmm. I I love the Barry Gibbs. Talk Did you talk one about, or like, the other? Yeah, you do one or the other. Um, I'm not complaining okay, about off it. Like, the it's, rails, this is. it's fine. I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's like overfeeding me with with like pizza I like. You know, like it's like it's fine. Like, I just didn't eat that last slice. Like that's how I feel. Okay. Okay yeah but it, it was fine it was good pizza um okay let's talk uh, speaking of food let's go into our restaurant sketch where we have jj and molly and Devin Ooh. and chloe trost uh sitting around a table uh sarah sherman comes over and uh, and is the waiter as emma and starts taking their orders but does not use a pad and you know thinks that she's going to get everything that they write down but keeps getting it wrong and she is uh freaking out because she's not sure why she's getting it wrong dakota comes over who's the manager first day's manager she's playing Aubrey. uh same thing happens happens uh there's a lot of mix-ups keenan is the chef and they keep thinking that they are the manson family so andrew how'd you feel about our uh no pad waiters
0: Ooh, there certainly are a lot of mix-ups in this one um i can't believe they let off with this i i was truly baffled and this was one of two sketches uh tonight where i i really was queuing into just how dead The audience was for it like they hit that first initial twist with uh you know sarah getting everything wrong because everybody anticipated it and then they just kept on going and you're you're mixing in like the manson stuff so like it just continues to get muddled and um oh boy what a miss what a miss and like sarah like dakota seemed to be like Mixed up with cue cards of like, I think she said, like, I'm nervous and now I'm nervous now. Like, there was just a whole bunch of like really weird moments in it. And I was like, what is happening already?
1: Yeah, um. Again, I think that the premise here is super interesting, where you're, you know, this is a thought I have had at restaurants before, I'm sure many of you have, which is like, how do you remember everything we just told you? Like, I've thought that before when people take it down. And I think that the, again, you had the right idea. Um, Sarah sort of playing it all like, oh, I don't know why I'm just being like, forgetful today, uh, completely threw me off from this sketch, because I thought this was going down a path of like, just pure panic and like, bewilderment over like how she, like I just don't think she played it like dramatic enough to the point where it was funny like I, I that's where that's where it concerned me because it was like again mm. it just it just felt like they had something here it was like do you ever know like sitting around the office do you ever notice that thing that happens like why do people do that and then I don't know that it went all the way that I wanted it to TJ how do you feel about it
2: I John like I'm right smack at them in the middle where like both of you are where, like I'm John confuses John is and for Andrew I'm a little bit like irritated that they let off with it like the one thing I can give it is that, like, is that Sarah Sherman can 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 be playful enough that, like, she can usually get me to smile. Like when she's like the small thing of her sitting at the table with the family about to order, it did get a smile out of me. Like I, I can't lie. Like, but that was more Sarah Sherman more than this sketch. I thought the writing of this sketch was terrible, but I didn't really have a problem with the performers except for Dakota. But I'll even I'll say this: even though she's hosted before. I try not to really fault the hosts for like a, an occasional flub line reading. Cause Michael Che has been doing this nearly 10 years and he flubs his <laughs> line still. Um so like I, I really try to in the live sketches, I really try not to get like I know the traditional actors are gonna do great in pre-tapes Like she was excellent in in her pre-tapes. Um so I'm not gonna fault her for that because it wasn't the thing wrong with the sketch, but it I I it did unfortunately her cue card reading, and maybe her just getting back into the rhythm of things. So I, I can give her that. But I think that just maybe made the rhythm a little bit tougher uh for everyone. And I'm wondering, like, the, John, you're talking about this concept that I'm like, how do people remember? Like th- there's an idea there. There is. Yeah. But then I feel like they added in the other idea that like she also like, like I guess they're trying to do add in the misremembering. So when when she said chicken fongers, I feel like that turned it into a different game of her remember of her thinking of things that aren't real things because the difference of like i remembering an order wrong, like (laughs) you got the california club oh actually i'm gonna get you the texas club that's a real thing versus like what is a fonger and so heather and i are watching this and we are confused like we're like we're really like like we're both ready to laugh and having having a good time but it's like I'm 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 more I'm not even angry I'm just more befuddled <laughs> that they I'm just led me down and I'm not led.
0: angry I'm just disappointed uh, I yes I'm
2: just disappointed so it it really was weird for me and it went down.
1: You're totally right. The meat of the sketch ended up being about like what she was misremembering and like what yeah. she was saying wrong as opposed to the fact that she was getting it wrong and why she was doing it. And, I, and again, could have gone down a better path. But let's bring the energy back up because the next thing that we got on the show was something I absolutely loved. And this was the home videos pre-tape where we had uh, Mikey is the dad. Andrew is the son, Dakota's the mom, and Sarah is the grandma. And, you know, Andrew likes looking through some old home videos and he sees a soccer game, his third birthday, and it's so cute. And then uh, he finds out uh, the day Mikey found out that he was going to be a dad. And it is a Mori Povich style show with JJ as Corey, uh, where we get this whole scene of exactly what you would expect. Uh, Marcelo comes in as spooky, the potential other father. And this <laughs> whole thing, uh, you know, develops where uh, the. Uh, you know, the, like looking into Andrew Dismukes' psyche as he is watching, just seeing what's happening in front of him, and then looking at his parents, he's like, wait, this is my family? This is what happened like 20 years ago? Uh, was so great to me and everything that I look for from like a pre-date from the show, uh, written by Steven Castillo. So as far as I'm concerned, Back to back weeks of yeah. just bangers Man. from the guy yep. who they needed Absolutely. to bring back Highlights to the show. Highlights so of the show both weeks, a hundred percent. So Thank uh, God he's back. Yeah, TJ, how do you feel about our home videos sketch night?
2: John, you you started off the thought like immediately with saying like this was great, like and this again, this is now energy is up. So like we are consistently one up, one down, and and Andrew, I'm curious what you're going to say later on, but like it made me think about the uh, the Amy Schumer mother sketches. Um, where like, oh, you know, like they're painting this like beautiful light over something that's like really like rough to like deal with. Yeah. And it th- the thought made me think of that because like when they put a videotape in, I felt like I was subverted because I was like, oh, wait, never in all my years would I have expected a VHS of a birth announcement to feature a parody of Mori Povich. So you surprised me. And the surprise, I enjoy. like Now, granted, the surprise can then lead to you thinking, oh, I know what the game is. And like, yes, it reveals the game. It's going to be the I'm not the father. There's going to be actually the one thing they didn't mess up here is on those Maury shows, those Jerry Springer shows. We all know at some point those cameramans take off faster than an Amazon worker leaving a package after the person <laughs> like trying to catch. They're trying to catch the person running. I'm not the father. And they're like running through the hallways. It's the one thing they didn't catch. I think but, that was
1: more Jerry though, right? Like where like, you know, they would get into a fight on the stage and you it's get
2: more like, oh, It didn't it's, more it's more Jerry. It's yeah. Okay, okay. No but more. like but I thought so I thought, like, even though it revealed the game, I thought there was a lot of fun here. Um, I thought, like, again, like Dakota is really great in P-Taste because she is more accustomed to having multiple takes. So I think this is where she's really gonna be able to shine. And this is really good. But I thought there's something about this part of Mikey day that is so funny of him playing this sweet dad. And I I said to Heather uh, before the game's getting started, like, you know, I really like Mikey uh, days, dad characters. They really do crack me up. Um, He plays a good dad. Like Heidi plays a good, like deranged wife. Um, But then there's also this part of Mikey day. That's from his, I think it was from his wilds and out days, which Mm. is him playing this, these lanky, strange drug out losers. Like, um, (laughs) In the uh, the the waffle house sketch, mm-hmm. like I think they're something about that. They're so silly and so fun, especially when uh, I think Mikey got through to a brick wall. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was great. That's my yeah, yeah. 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 Why that
2: crazy. in the uh, also shout out to the costuming department because that audience, which looked like an early Dave Chappelle show like audience. Also, what was Dave Chappelle doing there? Sorry, I just no. Why is no one else asking this? Okay, all not right. Now. I'm not there. I'm always asking this. Why <laughs> no, is like, Dave Chappelle there? That's completely the on my why? mind. Okay, I'm sorry. I know we can talk about it later. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I saw. I looked at Heather and I'm like, am I crazy? Did you see that too? Uh, okay, sorry. But like, um, like the costuming. I'm so I'm so sorry, listeners. But the costuming <laughs> in the sketch. I thought the set looked great. I th- I thought this was a great like setting costume design one too. Like I really liked the way that this looked. Yeah. Um, but I I I think this hit on all cylinders. This for me cracked me up. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good like dichotomy going on. Andrew, how'd you feel about this one?
0: Yeah, I mean clear, clear highlight of the night. And um DJ brought it up. I almost kind of wished it they they had kept it in an SNL universe and made it mikey's trashy guy from the waffle house like Uh even carry it through and make it that character again because it's basically the same why not you know have that extra bit of fun um and so yeah i mean this one it 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 worked it was good and i think actually it it got even better when marcello came in as uh spooky spooky really (laughs) sold it for me oh yeah (laughs) spooky really put this one over the top and um kind of a strange ending, you know, they, like, you know, SNL always has problems with endings. They're hard. Uh and so this one was a little bit of a
2: hmm
0: uh, strange. Uh but overall, yeah, super strong. Best of the night. <laughs> yeah, I'm screaming God is real, y'all.
1: So good. And I- I just love the thought here of, like, you watch these shows. And, and by the way, like, SNL has surprisingly not done, like, that many parodies of these types of shows in the past. So, like, they've done, like, a lot of... Yeah, that's
0: of, why it really felt like, oh, we haven't yeah. really done this. Yeah, It's, 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 it's kind of crazy. crazy. Yeah. Like we've done,
1: yeah. we've done like daytime talk shows like they did like Oprah and Ellen or like Arsenio few, and like stuff like that you know in the past others. but like really never covered like Jerry Springer or like Mar Popovich that much to my like what I remember um, so I thought this was fun and fresh and, and I said like the physical comedy that chair throw for me was just so hilarious like that's why you need
2: to <laughs> came that was fantastic <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> so great so again like a really in- so here's the difference between this and like a couple things we mentioned before which is like again I love the idea of like you watch these shows but you never think like what's this family going to be like? like in 20 years if they all like ended up together. Um and like that was this and they executed yeah. on it. So it's just like it's it's really really brilliant here and like again uh Steven Castillo just like great job.
2: Chef's kiss. 100%. All
1: right, next up we got uh talking it up with the Barry Gibb talk show uh coming back where we get uh Justin timberlake like Jimmy Fallon in their uh starring roles here uh, first seen the sketch all the way back in 2003 so it's been um almost 21 years where we the last time we, <laughs> from the first time we saw goodness. this one uh yeah and it's just uh you know it's exactly what you would expect uh, the last time we did see this was in 2013 but this time we got bowen yang as andrew yang uh, keenan as ellie uh, mistal from the the nation and then dakota as joanne Carducci, if i got that right um but yeah i mean a lot of like jimmy fallon uh going in on the guests and, and jt and justin uh, J.C. and, and Jimmy uh, dancing together. So, uh, Andrew, what do you think?
0: Well, you know, I would have been more excited for this had we not ruined it in the monologue, because I am, yes, a rare defender of the very good talk show. sketches. Um sketches. <laughs> they are. Somebody brought it up early uh, in the chat. These are, strangely enough, the only sketches that Jimmy Fallon never breaks it, even though they are super chaotic and built like, and Justin will break all the time. Jimmy never, he is so focused on this. And, um, I, you know, I again, I'm a rare defender. I don't, I didn't love this one. This is not, um, gonna be, you know, it's not top of the pops of these. Uh, but, uh, when, you know, I was there in 2003 when Justin Timberlake hosted for the first time and I was watching live and I was like, holy crap. I mean, I guess this guy's like, honestly, pretty damn talented. And then they did a Bee Gees sketch and I was like, oh, ho, ho, because I love the Bee Gees. I'm, I'm a fan of the Bee Gees. And there is a, you can feel the real honest love, um, from these two. Uh, performing, It's and Barry Gibb is obviously not this maniacal madman, um, but you know I, I do like the way that that Justin portrays Robin. Uh, and usually it's just you know I, could, I like when it ended. I was like, did they even talk to Keenan? And somebody was like, yeah, he was the first person they talked to. And I was like, oh wow, yeah. Uh, like it's never about anything other than just those two. So a lot of the extraneous details of the sketches just kind of flitter away uh, to, uh, you know, mostly just Jimmy Fallon high kicking in the air and stuff. So I would say, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like these and uh, I wouldn't say this is is great, uh, fair, but I would imagine I enjoy this more than than most, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, like it's hard to top what happened last time. Which, if you don't remember, uh, the real Barry Gibb showed up to that is the. it's true. I, I really up.
0: thought they wouldn't bring it back because of that, but it's yeah. SNL.
1: Look, th- this is uh, this is fan service, right? This is for the people who do like this. I mean, you got it tonight. If you didn't get it, you were sort of asking for it. If you wanted it, so for me, like I didn't mind it at all. I think it hit all the notes that they normally hit on this. And you made the point that I, I like. I all respect to you, Andrew. Like I, I didn't think you were gonna get there on this point, which was that like this is like I think Jimmy Fallon's like best thing that he did on the show. Like he he like really just like fully went into character here mm-hmm. and maintained character, and it was something that just like I, I, I think like. A lot of people love this sketch back in 2003 when Justin Timberlake hosted the show. People were not that excited for him to host, and this was one of those sketches yeah. that turned people around on Justin Timberlake. So to have it here tonight uh, was really, really fun. I was like already envisioning all the complaints about like oh, too much Justin and JT, but it was really just one sketch, and I guess that brief moment I, of the monologue. So yes, that, very I was glad good. they
0: kept it to just this. Yeah, yeah for yeah. Justin and sketches. Yeah. yeah.
1: So for me like this is uh this is a great moment. This is for this is for all of you who've seen this sketch many times over the last uh 20 years and then you got another one tonight and and I loved every minute of it. So TJ what did you, what did you think?
2: So uh, allow me to come in from the, from more of the uh for those listeners that still have the TJ bingo card. Uh yes, I did not know who Barry Gibb was. I of course knew of the sketch. I knew of the sketch. Like I've known about the sketch for literally years Wait, but do you just- know of the Bee Gees? Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just, you know, sometimes you know a band, but you don't know the band members' names. Mm, like, I'm, a, I'm a massive Foster the People fan. I can't tell you the name of the other two guys besides Mark Foster. Like, I... Do I you no know clue. that the
0: Bee Gees is named because they're the Barry Gibbs?
2: I I, th- I kind of assume <laughs> that, like, once yeah. the, you guys were kind of chatting. um. But, like, to... So, the, be- the fact that it's the Bee Gees helps me a little bit more because I'm like, okay, now I can, like, hear that and make that connection. But, like, I've never, I realized I've never actually watched a full Barry Gibbs sketch. Like, I, not on purpose. I think it's just a coincidence that all the older episodes I've watched, or maybe I have seen them, but I don't remember them because I've seen a couple of JT hosted episodes. But like, for me, this was a lot harder because I'm watching this thinking, I know this is going to go well for someone else. But like, it was trouble because like, I know the game of like the two wild and crazy guys. Like, I know that because I've seen that, but like, as an No fan, I'm like, wow, this is one rare returning thing for me. That like, I'm just not like, I'm like, what is the game of this? And then it reminded me of the feeling of like watching What's Up with That, where it's like you like it was when Jason, Jason Sudeikis hosted and did What's Up with That, which is like Jason Sudeikis was the host for a Keenan feature piece, yeah, and they did the same thing sort of with Dakota, but the difference w- with like the Jason thing. Is that was coming kind to of something joyous and momentous that Justice seemed happy to do, whereas I'm like, I felt like the second time that Dakota, and this was the down note for me. It felt like the second time Dakota was kind of, I felt it was a little disrespectful because it, I didn't ask for a bunch of Jimmy, in my like I used to love like Jimmy's early episodes, but it felt like to be honest, it felt like a, it did feel like a takeover. Like I know for you guys it didn't, but you saying.
1: Dakota Johnson should not have been in the sketch because what you got was is you got like her in the back just sort of standing there while Jimmy and Justin were just like dancing all over the sketch. So it I It was weird. It was I really it, weird. It is weird and I get that vibe, but like it it's like it's fine. Like you can have that one moment in the show to like celebrate like again, like uh, in, in just in terms of like SNL, legendary hosts coming back, like doing one of their legendary sketches. It's fine. You didn't need to put Dakota Johnson in this. In fact, I think it would have been
2: better if you didn't. Personally. And that's fine. But that's not the only th- issue that I had is that like I also I couldn't. Re- Are you supposed to? OK, it's, maybe you guys can tell me. Am I supposed to be able to understand Jimmy? Am I supposed to understand what he's saying?
1: Uh, Yes and no. Like I don't think okay. this is, I don't think it's a clear answer. I think I think like in theory you are supposed to understand everything he's saying. At the same time, yeah. like he he is purposely yelling at his guests to the point that you might
0: like TJ. Himself. You don't understand the words that I'm saying.
2: Yeah, i understand you, but like all I heard was him say something about degloving Andrew Yang, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, but like this was also why was, well, was Justin Timberlake having those bad teeth? Um, but well, like that was
1: like that was like the robin give british thing anyways uh
2: yeah, yeah, what, let, hold hold on. What, let, let, what i'm saying is like as somebody who had, i know i've seen a couple of these <laughs> sketches but it it this was rough like i'm not gonna like for somebody who's not into yeah. this it's mm-hmm. rough but also that's okay, it's okay because there for you. are snl that's sketches fine. for those <laughs> yeah and snl sketches for thems all right, let's let's all keep going. Is it's certainly some, not for everybody. Yeah, we got
1: a lot yeah. to get to. So let's keep going. When uh, we get to, uh, please don't destroy. Who's making their return on the show? They have not been on the show for a very long time. The last time we saw them on the show was the Emma Stone episode, and this time we get Dakota Johnson who comes in, and uh, we get a full on roast session between <laughs> Dakota Johnson and the PDD boys. So very simple PDD sketch, and we just get like a lot of a lot of things that you would think that they would say to each other. They did say in the sketch a lot of lonely island references, um, you know, nepotism jokes and stuff like this and I fucking love this one. It was so good. It was so funny to be John <laughs>
0: cursing on his own show. This, Sorry, is, uh, his this is insane. A, John has been good. unhinged this you
1: episode go and go! last. This may have been my favorite please don't destroy this sketch was a shit. It <laughs> like ever. <effort. laughs> it was so good guys. I love this. Uh, I I did I yeah. Clearly, I'd we're like not this sponsored joke.
2: this episode. Uh. <laughs> no, not yet, not yet.
1: Uh, so, TJ, uh, did you like the roast session?
2: <laughs> we are on the up note, folks. We're up on the wavelength. Um, of course, I love this because not only is PDD been some of my PDD's like era has been some of my has they themselves have had some of my favorite sketches. Like in a lineup where it's just like it's it's a hallmark for me. I go back and watch the playlist, and when it's a couple new videos added, I enjoy them brothers when they said the lonelier island something we've all been thinking for years but they said it and i i'm such a big fan of celebrities poking fun at each other like i am i i'm something like it's it's an easy win for publicity PR people do it all the time it's like poke fun at yourself so to have them do it because i'm not i really don't like dakota johnson um and (laughs) <laughs> I like the PDD boys, but, like, yeah, they're, like, things... Like, there are things about them, you know, like, the Nepo piece or the Lonely Island kind of thing. But I'm like, you know, they, they're they beyond that. Like, I've like I, they they are much beyond my initial impressions. But to still have fun with those little things, like, oh, my God, when they said the Aubrey Plaza line, I was like... G-. And then they cut to her, and she has Aubrey Plaza's 2011 haircut? Come on. The Obama yeah. first term for the banks? I thought... I'm a, as a brother from Baltimore, deep, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a fan of roasting. Roasting is my second language, okay? And, like, I I had, I enjoyed and delighted in so much of this that it even, all the energy this was coasting, that when they brought out the rings and said Nepo-truce, like, like obviously something that, like, gets, is one of my biggest issues with Dakota Johnson, but, like, something that, like, they made me laugh about it, which I think is such a great thing about comedy because like Dakota Johnson is propped up better in this episode to like, I, I can laugh at her and like with her so that even though I don't like this actress very much, she kind of wins me over a little bit. That's what that's I what I was really great at, making these actors look great. And I thought this was a piece of like, like, it's just, I'm not good at, like, hating people in like, 100%. Like, I like to give people benefit of the doubt or, like, you know, there's things that they can do. Like, Dakota Johnson is not, like, a waste of an actress, but she's more of a water bottle of an actress. But, like, she's not she's not uncapable of being on camera. But, like, this for me, I thought she did great. Like, I thought it was fun. her totally. My readings work. But, again, it's a pre-tape. So, of course, it worked for her. Um, like, yeah. she's a film actress. But I thought it was funny. Her sense of humor
1: was so perfect for this, Andrew. So what did you think of it?
0: Yeah, I mean, this was the only sketch where I felt like they tapped into Dakota's energy. And I like Dakota because I do think that she is a very dry, wry person. And when I see her in interviews and stuff and she's very snarky and stuff, um, as she brought up in the monolog uh, like it makes me laugh she, i think i do think she is very funny and this is the only sketch to kind of really uh interact with that energy and so uh yeah i mean i i missed so many lines because it is coming so 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 fast um which you know usually for for ppd P D D sketches, that's usually how it goes. But this time it feels more earned and part of the rhythms of the sketch. And yeah, the um the Nepo Oh, that uh, was great. One, one foot in the yeah, door and so much more it was what and then the, like the little effect they had the
2: rings. <laughs> the rings <laughs> and they were like Ben. They're Captain get Blatt, out of here. Like they're oh get, yeah, when like, they when they made Ben like a yeah, lot like, like, no, be of it. Yeah. But also, I just want to say when Very one of them beat. said um when John said he was going to write, uh, he was going to, like, make her say the N-word during the monologue, <laughs> I howled. I howled. And, and then when the, the sketch long stops, beat, and he's like, I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. He's like, I'm so I'm sorry about
1: that. Oh, yeah. The, the, the timing on that so was do like was The rose beautiful.
0: battle did, then eventually, like, all right. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. that was too much. That was good. That yeah, was
2: too much. Also, um, shout out to the PDD movie. It's great. Like, you yeah, know, it's, like it's really screw good. those fried tomato meters. It's a really fun movie. It's very
1: fun. So yeah, this was, so. this was great. I love PDD making fun of themselves. Like to me, that's one of the yeah. best things that they do. So, um, great job all around here. Okay. <laughs> the uh, worst
2: Taylor Swift video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: all right, mm-hmm. Andrew, we get next up a reprise to something we saw last season with Amy Schumer with big dumb hats this time. we Oh, get- that
0: was okay. I was trying to remember what, I thought it was the Josh yeah. Leone episode.
1: I'm pretty sure um, it was Amy Schumer. Um, it was Amy you this, might. You this, might be right. right. I you know, think yeah. they Amy did yeah. something different in Leon. One. Yeah. It
2: was actually almost like a cigarette thing, I think yeah. you're thinking of. Exactly. Yeah. Uh,
1: so the, here we get big dumb cups where we get Chloe and Heidi and Dakota, Um, you know, Coachella style, a little bit, uh, Coachella style, where they're just, uh, you know, rock, rocking it out with their big dumb cups. And the uh, prop department here. Uh fascinating with the amount of different styles of cups that come in and out here. So, Andrew, how do you feel about big dumb cups?
0: Um I wanted to like this a lot more than I did. This felt like uh sort of anadresen like uh type of stuff, or Dresden. I still never know how to pronounce Dresen. her last name. A Dres- okay, so it's a very Andresen like sketch. Um but you know, it's like an addressen at home. Like it just doesn't quite have the pop for me. And strangely, this felt like I laughed a handful of times, but because it is so focused like it, it's just so just here's this. Here's this. Now here's this. Now here's this. It felt endless. Like it felt ten minutes long. Uh, even though obviously it very much wasn't. But it just felt endless. Like I, I like once we got like a pregnant belly and then this, like, it's like, oh, right. I mean, the props department really went all out for this. But like shout out to them. Yeah. I mean, shout out to them for sure. But it's just like, wow. I, you know, eventually just just scale it back. Like, you know, choose the jokes that work and then cut the rest. Was like, Man, this is so long. So, um, yeah, really wanted to like it more than I did.
1: I happen to like this one a lot more than the big dumb hats. I I think like the joke with the hat of it consistently getting bigger throughout the sketch was something I could see from like miles away and didn't work for me very much. But here with the cups, I actually didn't know what they were going to do next. And that sort of like, you know, anticipation for that, I think elevated this one. These aren't my favorite types of sketches, but like, you know, the thing is, is like, I feel like it's attacking like a certain type of person. And you go at it, and then it's like cute and fun, and then like they just kept going and going and going, and then the only joke at that point becomes like, what are they going to do next with the cup props? And yeah. uh, so that's it, it's a it's Good a point. difficult. It did become
0: like an attack on a person. Yes. To then just the cup jokes, and it's like, okay, now we've kind of lost the the focal point.
1: Yes, because like, I think this is a, again, like a good, a good idea, but it's it's a difficult thing to execute where you can maintain the attention of the audience and not make them turn to like, oh, what fun, shiny object are you going to put in front of me
2: next? TJ, how did you feel about it? So this was like, down, but like not, it was more like middle down. Like it wasn't, this was not like, I didn't think it was bad, because I, I'm actually a big fan of the big Don hat sketch, because I fucking hate those hats so much i think they look We're so pretentious now, and it's it's giving white woman in a stock image eating a salad like it's, it's i hate those hats so much So when amy did it i really liked it i really liked that sketch um it, it's simple to the point i do think this could have like they needed to collapse so i felt like it was weirdly i don't know if it was in the term right blocked and directed but i liked the writing and i loved the prop work and i think like heidi and the, again it kind of snuck in a Heidi and Chloe piece. So we didn't even think about it. Um, like I really like seeing them work together because I feel like they're able to point out the silliness of white women. Um, and, uh, like in a really like fun way. And I think Dakota, I think somebody said it actually commented that like Dakota outshined the cast. I don't think she outshined. I think this was the one piece other than the PDD where like she did really good. I think this was like the one live sketch where this is probably the live sketch I liked her in the most. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm wondering it's because she fits in with a certain model of white woman. Um Well, that's a great
1: point. She's more believable in this sketch than Amy Schumer oh, yeah. was in the big dumb hat sketch. That's where yeah. I think that this clicks more.
2: But the difference yeah. is Amy Schumer's funny. Um that's that's the difference. Um but like what well, I'm trying to say is that's, that that's like debatable. At some we're not, heavy, gonna, we're not we're not gonna do that. Let's not go down that path, right? We're now. not let's not we're not gonna go down that road. Um but what I will say though is like yeah at some point when like i like the attack on the person because i do hate that type of person even though i have my own variation of a stanley cup right here oh. um but i did like the props that at least kept the energy up for me when i saw them put those boots in the stanley cup fellas i did crack up i thought that was pretty funny when they put the um, the pregnancy bottle on it like I, I, that cracked me up and also, I don't know why, but this was to me probably my favorite line in the live sketch that Dakota Johnson said. But when she said, you look like a baby on a tit, or like, you're like a baby on a tit, get out of here. Like, I just her line, delivery of that, I thought it was a great throwaway. Like, she heard us yelling it at Marcello. And I was like, mm. I don't know why, but that really, I really enjoyed, like, that line delivery of her. Because yeah, um, she
0: can be funny. Yeah.
1: Um, you, wanna, okay. you, wanna, you, wanna <laughs> you want to do this? Do you all right. <laughs> let, let's uh, let, let's keep going. Let's go with. Uh, let's go ahead now. Uh let's let's talk about what I want to talk about. Of course, uh, Justin Timberlake's music. Um, <laughs> we, we, get... we,
2: we got a problem here, but <laughs> <laughs> So uh
1: Justin Timberlake performs uh Sanctified with uh Toby Ingway, um, which has been previewed a little bit on ESPN and some uh, football advertisements, uh, and then Selfish, which premiered a few uh, days ago, the first single from his new album, Everything You Thought It Was, or Everything I Thought It Was, one of those. Um but yeah, uh he's uh you know, new single, new tour, and then he's out there performing. Um again, you know, as a JT fan, I was like up and energized and very excited for this. Uh TJ did Show you... me the
0: dance, John. Do the uh, dance yeah. for the audience. That was,
1: that was for the pre-show. <laughs> but oh, I, was, I was very excited. I was jamming. I got uh I got up out of my seat. I was having fun. Like to me, if I was in the house then, I would have a great time. Been to many uh been to a few Justin Never concerts and just have a great time there. But uh TJ, did you like JT tonight?
2: I'm I'm so happy for John, but like I like, you know, I go into every single like SNL musical guest. Um the vast majority of them i'm like i'm gonna give this a try like i'm really gonna see what it is like i do have some bias sometimes with some artists but like with jt i didn't know what to expect because like you know i've heard a couple of hits you know but i was like let's just see what this is and like there's something for me when it's like an artist it might be making a fan out of me um like i really enjoyed these two singles like i i really liked them um I also like the performance. I forgot Justin was forty for a second. I know he's like forty two, um, but it was. I was like, man, this brother still got it. He's twenty years in the game. What was uh, twenty five? Mickey Mouse Club. Is that what he was? That Ryan? I'm time. thinking of Ryan Gosling. But yeah, the there wrong was, yeah. time. I'm like, I'm like, you know, you clearly see this brother still has some talent. He's clearly been doing this since he was like a kid. Um, but man, I really like. I looked up the single. Like after the first song, I was like, what was that? That he just. That he just did and so i'm like should i get into justin timberlake
1: i I was here
2: for it i had a a great time
1: Uh, andrew do i dare ask you about this or should we move on
2: oh well uh, no listen
0: okay i mean there was a time uh, i
1: I remember sorry can i just say one thing before you go ahead i remember a time where i heard you give some bonus points to justin timberlake for an episode have did We've done a,
0: an episode with him uh, just as the music I, I may or? have
1: come into your Twitch stream one time and I saw in the chat, bonus points, bonus points, bonus points after JT performed What Goes Around Comes Around. That might have been ironic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no.
0: I don't know. No, listen. Seriously, though, I, I do think that Justin uh, did in, you know, the 2000s, he was able to get with Pharrell and Timbaland uh, you know, arguably both at their peak. I, I'm not going to deny that that he had some great tunes um you know a decade and change ago these new tracks do nothing for me first song sounded like Imagine Dragons i hate Imagine Dragons the second Brother song Lizard. what yeah, for, yeah so and then the the second song which i love that it's his new lead off single and he's performing it as the second song cuz i think it's already kind of died in in a way Uh, is just a hookless void of noise and just nothing like what? Nothing, uh, nothing there for me. I want to see this man, um, look like he's having fun and happy again. I don't want to see introspect, introspective, like interior life, Justin Timberlake. Just go back to making off the wall Michael Jackson ripoffs. Like, that's all I want. Like, go do that again.
2: Oh, you sound okay. so old. Like are you kidding me? This was, this was grooving. This was a was time. I, I was yeah. I was
1: jamming. It was a great time. This coming like, from a cool
2: yeah. black guy. Yeah. And
1: this is coming from a cool <laughs> white guy. So, um, okay. Also, I like, uh, I like, damn well, it. If a cool like black, black yeah, guy yeah. likes <laughs> it, what am I doing? It's a
2: cool black guy thumbs up, you know.
1: Hey, we got it. We what got more got it.
2: can an artist from 2002
1: want? Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. Jennifer Lopez coming up to you next week. Um, okay. Let's, uh, let's head over to, uh, Weekend. Update where we uh <laughs> we had some fun with uh Joseph Shay tonight. Uh we got a got it as classic as SNL and weekend update. If you wanted some old tropes tonight, we, we started with the Barry Talk Show. We got an OJ joke from Michael Shay tonight that I thought was was really funny off screen where he's like OJ didn't even do it. Um and that gave a great laugh to the audience. So i just had to mention that. But yes, uh two features on update tonight. First up, Bowen Yang as a guy named Ethan who makes his own Oscars otherwise known as the ethan's andrew how do you feel about our Bowen yang feature on update tonight
0: this this took me a second to reconfigure i i gotta say not huge on a lot i mean boy we just came off of another garrett from hinge redux from the last episode so i was like you know i'm getting a little wary of bowen but this, it, it took me about a minute or two. And then I was like, I think I'm actually kind of connecting with the bizarre loopy energy of this. Uh, and so it's probably the one thing of the episode where I feel like I need to go back and and kind of reassess from the beginning. Uh, because by the end, where Ethan is winning the very first Ethan uh like i was kind of fully on board of like man this is really stupid but it's my kind of
1: stupid and so
0: yeah it it got there for me
1: yeah to me like uh this was so such a departure from what we usually get from bow and yang that i thought that this was really fun for him um you know i've seen like a lot like i've seen a lot of stuff that i feel like okay i know what like a bow and yang trope is and this was this was something new this so for me that was exciting um I didn't love it, but I, I, I thought that there was moments here that were really cute. TJ, what'd you think of it?
2: Oh, you sound like you're trying to compliment your friend who was in a play. <laughs> um, it was pretty um, cute, honey. You great job, great, buddy. You, 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 great <laughs> job. You know, like, how'd you do that? Um, uh, okay, sorry. i was just <laughs> John's reaction just got me so distracted. But I was like, I'm like, I know where I am. Okay, so let's just say this. This, for me, like, went down, but I'm right where Andrew is on like it was so stupid, and I was honestly I was in a place where I'm like I am being sold, and this is like something Sarah Sherman can do for me too, where I am being sold solely on Bowen Yang's charisma. Where it's like this is so goofy and so silly that I was like like only Bowen Yang could make me go with this because I'm like what on earth is like I'm asking what on earth is this several times in the the piece, but I'm like you know what bowen seems like he's having a good time and honestly the, the bowen's energy really lifted this up like this it, it that it saved it for me um to like to the point where he is accepting the award, i was like this is like everything Andrew said about like this is so dumb well i think um, like
0: the biggest focal point is that he's like 16 or something and i yeah, feel like, he's that's like 15, really yeah. that's the specific energy that really like once you like oh this character 16 though like and he's talking about movies like I was like this probably when I was 16, you know, like <laughs> it's very much like half of film Twitter is like 16 years old and they all sound like this. And I was like, all right, I'm I'm, I'm now finally getting into it.
2: Yeah. But it didn't bring me, it didn't bring me down. It, like, it just started down. Cause it was like, what? But like, I like your note, John, about it not being a typical, like a Boeing Yang piece, but like, yeah, I, I, was, I just got to say this, that way, some of the wigs were dro- That wig drove me crazy. I don't know. Like just such an, yeah. I wouldn't
1: mind seeing Ethan remote accepting an Ethan at the Ethans. Like if you did that like as another bit, like that would be fine for me. Like again, like it, it, this was this I think like, okay. I, like I
2: could grow into it.
1: Yeah, like I say like it's kind, like yeah, it's it just like would be like, fun to make into a sketch. Like mm-hmm. it is. It is huh. there, again, like there is something here, guys. Huh. So like yeah. I, I it, was, yeah, it, I it, it was it was fine. Um and then we get Heidi hmm. Garner who comes out as a uh, tarot card reader um Jan Jansby I think it was and we got um, I think one of the most unique angles I've ever seen of Weekend Update where we get the shot of the top of the desk all the desk yeah it was very very fun uh, where we get the angle of the desk and she's uh, with Michael Che and she's putting down uh, the different uh, tarot cards and reading all the things that are going to happen to Michael Che and like I just have to say like uh, first of all I I really like this it's mostly because this was done to Che and not Jost uh, because this is the type of thing that I've seen done mm. to Colin Jost in different forms over their very many years at weekend up at the weekend update desk. But the fact that this was done to Michael Che and he was playing off of Heidi Gardner, I think, really sold it for me. TJ, how do you feel about it?
2: Uh, we're back up, um, but also it's a Heidi update piece. Like you're gonna like, how does she keep coming up with characters? Because um, there's, there's great people at SNL. There's excellent writers there. You know, like very talented individuals. I love the angle piece. I'm not, I don't know why her dealing out the fans. And at first I was like, I didn't like for some dumb reason, my brain didn't think only fans, but when she said it, it got me, it did. It hit me. Like, and I laughed so hard. That's I, I that's was so joke telling. Yeah, DJ. It, she's fantastic. Um, and like catfish by Colin Jones. Sorry. What, what I'm trying to say is that like, it made me laugh a lot. Like Heidi is so, Heidi. So charismatic. And I specifically love Heidi with Che. Like, when she's doing the Nico Slobkin piece. Like, there's so many of her update pieces. I think she's done the most with Che. And she knows how to mess with him. And I think she's really good at it. And, like, I feel like it's really fun. Um, and I thought those just... Yeah, I just... I, I like this top to bottom. And I had a really great time. Andrew? I would say I... I... Didn't quite love this as much, but I
0: did. uh, I did enjoy it. It was one like both really like, honestly, uh, (laughs) somebody I'm I'm stealing this from somebody else. But if you had told me Bowen and Heidi are on update this this night uh, and I would come out going, I actually quite enjoyed both of those. You know, you told me that earlier. I would not believe you uh, because both are kind of bit on the downturn for me but they really i thought like came with new interesting angles this time around Uh, specifically now we're staring down at the table Uh, it's a new angle for update and um yeah i mean i guess the only fans is really the joke that is gonna stick out to me you know as weeks go on but uh yeah i i appreciate the effort i think there is something more we can like, I wouldn't be too mad at another go at this, not too many. But I think you could kind of, there might be some more uh, to the
1: tarot lady. I liked it. I like the uh, what a strange little tongue you have. <laughs> that that to me uh, worked as well. Yeah, this was really fun. So I'm, I'm glad that we got this uh, very solid, uh, creative night from uh, Bowen and Heidi on the weekend update desk. Okay, after we get update, we get a sketch, a uh, book club sketch, where we get Chloe, Molly, Dakota, Punky, Sarah, Ego, and Heidi all sitting around. Uh, Dakota doesn't read the book because her mind is elsewhere. Since she just got the call that she's going to be on Shark Tank, she has a t-shirt that's saying, don't ask if I'm okay, with a bunch of other stuff similar to that under it. Um, a lot of people are questioning, why are you doing this? What does it mean? They end up making Heidi cry. And then we get uh, Shark Tank cameos, um, very Jeff Probst-like last season, uh, where we get a Mark Cuban and a Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, who. Do appear in this? <laughs>
0: this sketch makes even less sense when you describe it like this. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: thought I was doing a pretty good job with it, but yeah, like, no,
0: no, I mean, you are, you're doing a great job. It's just like, what the hell was this? Okay, well, I'll keep going. Also, John, let's, yes, let's,
2: yes you, you pronounced I heard you hesitate before you said it. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. All right, <laughs> who uh, wants to go, DJ? You want to take it. I'll take you, it. I'll, let's yeah, stop yeah, it. Let's all right, go. so, um, look, okay, what can we say that all of us are probably going to say? what was this the beats were weird i guess they were trying to go on the concept of like sometimes you can ask someone like are they okay enough that they might cry so i felt like this also given that like most of the women like in molly like were in the sketch this had to come from that mindset that maybe three men aren't going to tap into as well fellas maybe this isn't the one for the three of us to really get but it did have the energy of like um what's that like it's not your fault it's not your fault. Like it it had the energy of like her them coming, are you okay? Are you okay? And then it caused a big reaction. Um, it kind of had like that energy. I don't know what movie I'm like getting that from. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, but like I like I like Shark Tank. And so like seeing Barbara Corcoran I thought it was 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 like fun. But like and I'll okay, I will give Dakota Johnson this. Is I thought this was another sketch that she seemed comfortable in. I felt like she was settling into the rhythm of the show a little bit by this point, and she seemed a little comfortable. I hated her character, but her performance as this character that I am going to hate, I thought, like, worked, if that makes sense, and so this was got kind of, like, I don't know, I watched Shark Tank, like, I feel like if you're going to make a joke about a Shark Tank piece, you do kind of have to, like, make it seem that it will be plausibly on Shark Tank, because it's really hard to get on that show, and so I feel like that kind of, like, it took me out of it a little bit like it it, it 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 was it wasn't it was too surreal for what it was trying to be
1: Fun fact, I came very close to getting on the Canadian Shark Tank Dragon's Den back in the day. Uh, with John, with, a, with, oh. a mo- with a mobile app that I invented a long
2: time ago. But what was know, the app? Was- you gotta say you gotta, well, you gotta say what the app was.
0: Yes, I love you collecting juicy John Snyder lore. What yes. are you talking about? Tell us. Okay, I'll
1: just say it, it was it was named it was called Chain It. And it was this was before there was Instagram stories. And uh basically it was you could take a video and you send it to your friend and when they record the video it stitches the two videos together so you can create a chain of videos like a bunch of stories with your friends and yeah. I had like pitched this to a bunch of people and, and then like it sort of like grew from there and um and then we all we were very close to getting on Dragon's Den so <laughs> um but anyways about oh, this right? sketch yeah
2: alright yeah I I love love the look at that, that, so that little John Snyder <laughs> corner tidbits I, it's a yes. fun little fact John uh, yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, but anyways yeah the, uh, I feel like this sketch was written in reverse like it was written like yes, yes. like we love shark or tank why? we love God. getting mark cuban and barbara corcoran on us L. how we do we do, we do to love do that? that yeah that, that's how this felt right like that's then that's the problem with the sketch is that i just don't, i don't think like like the path opened up at the beginning to get to where we got to at the end
0: yeah my my thought process was uh why didn't we cut this until we got to the end i was like oh the cameos that's why we didn't cut this because this is the second of uh the two ep- or two sketches this episode where i was like oh my god i it has been a while since i've heard an audience an snl audience this silent yeah. in in a in a sketch um and woo wee! I mean, yes, I I can. Uh, d- they are trying, I think, in this one to kind of go with the rhythms of Dakota. Here, it's not working mostly because there's like twenty people on stage. Like, Ego's up there—did she even have? A line, I think she may have had like a reaction line or something. It's like, why are there 50 people up here sitting in chairs? And then there's Cameo. Like, what a mess. What an absolute mess. Like, Why did
2: Molly walk on at the end of the sketch and say nothing when every other person in the sketch got to walk up and say, are you okay? So it was just Molly a weird to, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, at the very end, Molly fit into the, frame.
1: They were trying to fit the premise of the book club to try and get, like, a, a legit group oh. of women, you know, around the table. But anyways, uh, I think it we could all agree weird. that this was this was odd. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's keep going mm. with uh, – On the down our, note. Yeah, it's well, a grandma
0: keep... the clown for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's keep going with lost luggage, uh, which was, uh, we had to pr- uh visit a new uh Devin Walker character who is Samson, um, the guy who works at the lost luggage uh baggage claim. And in comes um Michael Longfellow and Sarah Sherp, uh, not Sarah, who was the uh first person there that was uh, oh, it was Dakota, Dakota, right? Yeah, it was,
0: yeah, it was Dakota. Yeah, you, yeah. Sorry, yeah, Dakota, 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 Dakota. Sarah comes oh. in at the very the end of the they, end. Sorry, a uh, little
1: bit of a <laughs> notes mix up, but there you go. Uh, so uh, uh, so dakota and michael longfellow there together um this whole thing dakota's trying to get her bag back and um you know we get this uh very interesting devin walker character which i'm really curious to hear your thoughts on i think this uh, was probably my most like interesting part of the night where i was like oh they're really trying something with a cast member that they don't usually let try something uh let do something um it may have been slightly undercut by the fact that they make Keenan as a similar character who is the father of this person. But I just thought the whole thing was very interesting here to end the night. Um, again, my theme for the night, like I think they have something. I just don't know that they fully executed on it. So um, Andrew, what do you think of lost luggage?
0: Man, I, I, I'm fascinated by this one. Uh, and you brought up Keenan. I really thought this one did not need Keenan at all. That really uh, kind of bugged me, honestly. Um, this was I, I was fascinated because like it, I, I kept on getting um, and other people were bringing up very in living color. Damon Wayans E mm. to this uh, like and also with like Devin's a big dude and he's got the ponytail. I was also thinking like a, a black pen like that, that was also good. <laughs> does that make
2: sense it does it does it, yeah. does, it doesn't Does make sense okay yeah.
0: thank you um and so there was a whole lot of details that i was like i was going through a lot and um man i i don't know it was another one where it's like i think i need to kind of revisit this because I, it was kind of too late in a night where i was already kind of you know it's kind of fading and uh i i will say and this is not just bias. Uh, because I do really want to see more of them. But I thought that Michael Longfellow really did kill his his very few lines in the sketch. Like his walkout of basically, I barely know you. I didn't even have a really big problem with the diarrhea. But like now it's weird. I got to go. Like, I thought he really killed his moments. Um, And I thought there could have been more to kind of dig into Devin's character alone with Dakota. Uh, who I thought also, this is another one where it's like, okay, we're utilizing her energy well. And then it kind of just, I don't know, it kind of fell flat when Keenan came in. And uh, it's like, I didn't really need that. I thought Devin was doing fine by himself, honestly. And I didn't need that kind of twist on the sketch. So um, I wish they had actually more
1: confidence in it, Let me throw something at you. Uh, so back in season three of the show, Chevy Chase returns to the show and hosts for the first time since leaving the cast. He comes in and he does this sketch. I don't know if you remember it, Andrew, where it's a baggage inspection sketch. Um, where they're yes. getting like a line of with people. Brian
0: Wilson in the background.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, very interesting. Um, and they end up uh, going through the different bags, and I, I thought that was a really fun thing. And I sort of thought that's where we were going here, where Devin was anchoring the sketch, and we we're going to get different people coming in and out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is what I would love to see from this character, who was, which I think was a good character for Devin Walker. I think the elongated segment with Dakota Johnson was not worth it. To sacrifice the characters. Like, yeah, they just
0: yeah, they could yeah. not figure out the beats between yeah. them two. And it's like, okay, there's obviously like Devon's worked out a whole character here. And yeah. yeah, maybe if it was sort of just a line of people, it would have uh Yeah, they would have had more chances to to pop. Yeah. TJ, what do you think of
2: our sketch here? I I you guys are so by the way, this ended the episode on an up note for me, actually. Um, because the weird thing is that all I could think about was Keenan when I saw this character. Cause I was like, this had the bone, like, let's be honest here. We could see Keenan doing this character. So when they did walk yeah. him out, I was, uh, to be honest, in the energy of the sketch, before I talk to you guys, when I'm just watching this on the couch of other, I was like, Oh, this is fun because I can't stop thinking about that. Keenan would do this. And it very much is giving, um, uh jimmy mcmillan from the rent is too damn high party like it's very much giving that energy um of like that guy so like seeing keenan do it i'm like okay like these two guys working at like a baggage claim i i can see that like but you're right that we spent too much time with dakota johnson which i get because she's the host but i feel like yeah the sketch needed something a little bit more but i'll be honest this character did work for me I don't know if the sketch they put the character in a hundred percent did, mm. so I'm like i could I could see this character really like i'm like i I, I really want them to give it another outing honestly in like yeah what would they be with like the rotating uh kind of cast but to be honest though would we would if oh, let's be honest though
1: well, I'm just afraid they didn't have the confidence to do that with Devin to have him anchor an entire sketch with I, I get coming that. in and out, and yeah. and uh, that, which is that, strange
0: because honestly, yeah.
2: like he's really come around this season. In yeah, in my, been very my
0: estimation.
2: Let me ask this question specifically to Andrew. Andrew, if there was a parallel Worlds and we were to see this sketch where it is that rotating cast, it's like let's say five cast members each has like a bag, and he, like he's like, boom, like you're good for pornography, you're not. Like, hey, give me your diary. Oh, do you have diarrhea pills? Each person. Would you then find it as, as in like, oh, SNL, we've done this before because it's giving oh. like Target Lady. It's giving um, – yeah. there are a couple steps like that. Would you have thought it was in the same place? So were they mm. trying to subvert something because we're saying Fair something point. that would work better for them is something they've already done before. But would we have felt it was like meh?
0: Yeah, I just don't I I mean, yeah, fair point. Uh because yeah, I probably would have gone. Oh, man, it's another parade of characters that come in and on and they don't have much time to establish things. So, uh I agree with you there. I yeah, I just I think that they didn't the thing was there was just no care like I I just couldn't figure out where Dakota was coming from. Like it just didn't build into anything. Uh and that's that's probably, so yeah, I could see a version of this with just Devin and one passenger, and you know maybe somebody extraneous like like Longfellow was in this, uh, and just keep it to that, but there was no interesting uh back and forth um here, so I mean, this is yeah, the third character where I was like i i yeah, I want to kind of see this again more solidified in its intention uh,
1: and maybe built out a little bit more. I hope we do. So let's, uh, let's see what happens. All right. That will wrap up the sketches for the night. Before we give our ratings on the night, I'm going to tell you what was cut from the evening on the live show. So on weekend update tonight for the second week in a row, we got cut our Andrew Dismukes piece where he was with his puppet dad uh, played by Mikey Day. So that was cut from last week's episode. Also from this week, we did, uh, I did mention it, uh, that we both spoke about it is on our interview this week on the Saturday Night Network with Andrew Dismukes. So you can go back and check that out. I know he's trying to get that one on. So uh, that was a really fun moment on the podcast. This week, we also have four other cut sketches. One of them is a pre-tape called, uh, or like a weird horny guy pre-tape. I believe that one is up on YouTube right now. So I'm not going to tell you anything about it. So you guys can go check it out and enjoy it in full. So, um, that features, um, Dakota and Mikey and is, is a fun one a Mikey anchored piece. Uh, then we get three other sketches. Um, Aisha, I believe, is this one uh, where it's it's like the name Aisha, but with AI, where we have Ego, Mikey, Dakota, Longfellow, Andrew, and Keenan. Uh, Ego is an AI robot for a company badly in need of diversity. Mikey and Dakota feel questions about it. After playing the AI robot in person, Ego ran across the studio to play an audience member uh, questioning why the AI looked like her.
2: So oh my normal. God. Why didn't we get that? That sounds great.
1: Yeah. I would that, love uh, that.
2: <laughs> so, right uh, on my second. alley.
1: Another one is uh, The Basement, which featured Sarah Dakota, Longfellow, Mikey, Molly, and Andrew. Sarah recognizes Dakota at at a coffee shop years after they were abducted and held hostage in a basement. And then the next one is a couples talk show featuring Dakota Longfellow, Mikey Ego, Sarah, Andrew, and Bowen. And Dakota and Longfellow host a talk show where they trash their friends as soon as they walk off the set. The other couples encounter them uh, from behind the camera. And Dakota and Longfellow blame their asexual producer, who was played by Bowen Yang. So that was what was (laughs) cut from the night tonight. Okay. I
2: like that one, too. I like that
1: last one, too. Yeah, there's some fun pieces, uh, but uh, we'll talk about what we saw on screen tonight. Andrew, TJ, let's get your ratings in chat. Uh, put them up out of 10. Andrew.
0: Me. Um, hmm. I will say that actually talking this out with you guys, I, my score's risen just a bit. Um, yeah, this is a 4 Nicole. out of 10 for me. Uh, I might have gone like a 3 earlier uh this has two absolute dogs in it like <laughs> absolute dogs uh but and and even like the moments that really truly pop that aren't the pre-tapes they they're moments they're like it's like okay i see what you guys are working towards and i kind of want to like you know it's like okay we can try that again um like really, like when when Bowen as Ethan is maybe my like favorite live moment of the the night. Like it is like it's like okay, that's a weird night. It was a weird night. Um, but yeah, uh, mm. okay, TJ, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, okay, TJ, go. What
2: do you think? First of all, shout out to the homie Nicole Rovine in the chat. Um, oh yeah, uh, hey, Nicole. Honestly, I'm. This might be the worst episode I've reviewed in a while. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, it's <laughs> five out of ten. Well, again, I'm a nobody on the internet, so like it's fine. I just I'm a guy who didn't enjoy the episode of TV Watch. It's, it's not even true. It was it's a five out of ten, but not a five out of ten in the sense that like oh this was like the worst thing ever because it clearly wasn't. It was half a good show and half a what the hell was that show? Like it was half confusing, half. Fun is such a tough word to use. Um, I don't even want to say the word good. The the show was chilling. It was like half the time it was chilling. Half the time it was confusing. Shout out to JT. (laughs) Shout out to... Shout out, shout out. to JT. That's where I like to, to I like to be. I like to be chilling
1: and confusing at the same time. Yeah. That's, you that's, know what I'm that's saying? exactly yeah. where we wanted you to be tonight, TJ. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go six out of ten on this one. I probably would have leaned I, I probably would have leaned a little bit closer to like five, five and a half. But like again, the JT angle for me, like the music, uh that's just it, this is for me, guys. This is for me. So uh mm. uh love that I think cold open, like I said, cold open was a was a little bit more creative. Uh so enjoy that. Home videos to me was a great pre-tape. Barry Gibb Talk Show. If you like it, you really liked it. And then the PDD roast was fantastic as well. Another couple of fun moments on Weekend Update. So I think there was stuff here. Um, To me, like you know, five out of ten is like you know average SNL episode in the history of the show. I think for me, this is a little bit above average because of the JT factor. Um, But I understand that that's not for everybody. But I am really looking forward to diving into this episode even more on Monday nights on our roundtable, where we're going to have three amazing guests who talk through the moments that we want to talk through from the night. Talk a little bit more about Dakota Johnson and how she did overall with the week, and then preview what's coming up next week. Next week with I O and J Lo. So that'll be a lot of fun to talk about on to that, yes. yeah. Be very-
2: I, I yeah, She's hope been they really
0: bring out the big guns. They've been yeah. say, I hope they've been
2: saving. Come on, you can't this. She has been working just like Quince has been. Like she working.
1: Yes, uh, yeah. very excited for that next week. So uh, great job on SNL for making that happen. So we will see uh, what happens next week with that. But before we get there, we have Monday Night Roundtable Then we got our By the Number show on Wednesday night. Uh, just want to also plug again, if you haven't seen the Dismukes interview, please go check that out because it was a lot of fun to get to talk to Andrew on that show. So a really great uh, time kicking off 2024 at the Saturday Night Network and uh, looking forward to continuing these conversations with all of you each and every Saturday night. Andrew Dick, please tell the listeners where they could check everything you got going on
0: oh and also i just uh, um uh, bonus negative points for bringing chappelle out for the good nights fuck you for that s n l uh just want to throw that out there also that week in s n l uh that's where we're talking about vintage s n l uh just put out we're back we're finally back for twenty twenty four ourselves talking about the sam rockwell uh episode um john was uh on the show for our uh, December you know Christmas episode it was the, the Martin short uh Paul McCartney episode and
1: and if you think uh, you liked my uh my app story I I told a really fun story on that one too
0: yes i'm i'm collecting all the john stories as many as i can uh that is now my goal in life uh <laughs> to to have john talk about himself as much as we can get him to do that because it's always fascinating
1: and beautiful uh and sometimes it happens on that week in snl check it out tj thanks for joining us as well anything you would like to plug
2: uh before i do i just want to say i love that uh the way that andrew just lined up that episode it made it seem like martin short was the musical guest in the episode <laughs> you just described <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh wow that'd that be interesting paul will <laughs> say martin short uh, musical guest. <laughs> interesting. um bring out <laughs> okay what is he gonna do with the character from santa claus three um, Okay, sorry, um I have a 15-ish minute podcast called Rabbit Trail. That's R-A-B-I-D. we had a lot of fun. Um known network guests on it. Um, we just did an episode about social popularity and being hot and the contributions of being hot due to being popular. Uh, kind of in honor of Mean Girls.
0: Um, oh, we that also... was in honor of Jacob, yeah, Elordi. Jacob Elordi. Yeah, I was going to say the same <laughs> thing. <Yeah. laughs>
2: same thing. Um, in a couple of weeks, we also will be doing an episode on school crushes. Uh, you know, going back to those days when we were middle and high school, you know, were were there people that we were crushing on? And uh not the the people, more about like how goofy romance is, like when you're a teenager. Like how just silly it is it's, it's just silly. Um, but it's really just an excuse for my friends and I to talk to each other. That that's all it really is. If you want to listen to me more, you're more than welcome to find us on Spotify wherever you get your podcast. You can also reach out to us at We Are Rabbit Trail. Again, that's R-A-B-I-D. On Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as well as Gmail at wearerabbittrail at gmail dot com, and if you'd like to find me, TJ, you can reach out to me at King Compliment on Instagram.
1: If you enjoyed the show tonight, make sure to give us a thumbs up on the YouTube video and you can subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You never miss a show. Find us at the SNL Network on any social platform to see all of the amazing work our team does every week to promote the upcoming shows. And we have a lot of fun stuff coming up later this week uh, with I.O. coming on the show. So looking forward to that. All right. On behalf of Andrew Dick, TJ Randolph and myself, John Schneider from the Saturday Night Network, we will see you next time, everybody.